Welcome to Sports BKC, the Kansas City Stars Daily Sports Podcast. It's Monday, May 18th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Recently, star columnist Vahe Gregorian and I traveled to the center of the college football playoff universe. Today, that's a lovely home in a quiet Prairie Village neighborhood. That's where Bill Hancock, who's the executive director of the college football playoff, lives. Vahe and I met Bill on his driveway. We pulled up chairs, maintained our social distancing, and chatted away. We talked college football in a COVID-19 world, how Bill is managing the process from his home office and not his work office in suburban Dallas, where and how he found out about sports being canceled, which was pretty interesting, and several other topics. So here we go. Hope you enjoy the visit as much as Vahe and I did. Conferences are making their own decisions, and the MAC did something this week, and I think Pac-12 coaches have talked about it, um, and, and you've got to you got to keep your finger on the pulse of all of it, don't you? Yeah, but it hasn't been hard uh, between the phone and, the, and Zoom and um, the, the way communications is these days. It's been easy to keep up. Um, and actually, for me, I just have to maintain my own discipline and think about the CFP and really not worry about the regular season. I mean, I, I want there to be a regular season. I hope there will be. I think there will be. But I focus on, on what it all will mean to the, to the playoff. Um, and, but I read on the news that the MAC, the MAC news was just astounding to me. But it, our, our astounding quotient, our astounding bar has changed so much. And so just to... The, you know, to live through through this, live through history, is something else. And I think it won't dawn on us till ten for ten or twenty years that wait a minute, I, I lived through that. And we can we can tell our kids then and people we come into contact with that, hey, I, I was alive and that really happened. And here's what it was like. <laughs> I'm like I didn't believe 1918 for a long time until I read about it. I used to hear people talk about it. But I, I, I thought, that can't be true. They really didn't have a pandemic when Williams died. Well, yeah, they did. And, and we're living it. I heard an amazing thing, an uh, interview with Ken Burns. And Ken Burns said, this will be up there with the Civil War and the Depression and World War II, in, in, as it's viewed by history. You're just responsible for, you know, the- the game, the championship game, and the in the in the bowls, the major bowls, um, but the regular season as a, you know authors the you know the college football season and uh, declares their champions and and uh, so let's say you've got a um, you've got a little more than a vested interest in what happens in the regular <laughs> season. Yeah, we do, and I think I told Vahe this. I, I'm. I learned a long time ago not to speculate. And there's so much energy is being, I think, wasted on speculation. Uh, but I understand that media has to do it. I get that. And talk show people love it. But for me, there's really no reason to do it. We just sit back and wait and see what happens. Uh, to your point, Bill, and, and you make a distinction between speculation and preparation. It's not like you're not trying to prepare scenarios, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, whatever comes down the pike at us, we'll be ready. 
committee will be ready, staff will be ready, and um, who, it's such a fluid situation. There's almost no, no, no real way to describe the uncertainty. That's what's bothering people as much as anything. I mean, the health and safety and all the tragic deaths and illnesses, we all are horrified by that and saddened by it. But from a work perspective, it's the uncertainty. And we're in a business of certainty and we, we don't have it now. Dates scheduled years out, <laughs> you know. Sites, everything, you know. Yeah, plan times, planning. Yeah. And of course, our, we're, our staff is planning for Miami on January 11, and really planning as if, uh, like we would always at this time of year, with more, more remote meetings. We were, we had, we're planning this week for the championship game in Indianapolis in 2022 and would have been there on a visit to meet with their chairs and begin to think about the details of it and uh, couldn't do the visit so I did it by zoom but still did the, the still recon did it. right and, still and, did the and very effective very efficient by zoom did, did the recon of course we know the city we've been there but that's how that's how far out you, we plan. And after Indianapolis is LA in 23, and then Houston in 24, and we're having conversation with those people because we we know this will pass. My theory is it's like when you're how do I say this? When you're in a blizzard, you think it's going to snow forever. <laughs> well, it's not, and we're in the blizzard. <laughs> And we need to remind ourselves that it's not going to snow forever. <laughs> it's funny, though, when you say it, going back to the Ken Burns point you made and putting it as the blizzard now, we've not in our lifetimes encountered anything remotely resembling this. None of us have. For me, I remember polio, and I remember I was five when the salt vaccine came out, but I remember not being able to, being allowed to go to the swimming pool in the summers. And I remember mother saying, "This you need to take this salt vaccine. It's a miracle. And it will wipe out polio. And I had a classmate that had it, two classmates that had, had, had polio. And I remember the day the doctor came to the school and gave us our polio, our salt vaccines. And all the kids lining up in the hallway. I, I, I distinctly remember that. <laughs> and so... The ones we ought to be cheering for, isn't it interesting that we, we pivoted from cheering for baseball players and NBA players, and now we're cheering for the scientists who are making the dead gum vaccine. And they're gonna be successful. They are. And that's who, we, that's who we're cheering for. <laughs> hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Star's award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash SportsBeatKCOffer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening.
Um, I was going to flip it on you just a little bit to the, the personal side because it, so much of this is personal as we think about how we do every day. I just, can you, can you tell our audience about how, uh, how you're navigating each day just to, to, to yeah. stay upbeat? So the day, um, yeah, I'm, I'm early riser, so up at 5 or 5.30, go for a walk three or four miles. Um, well, for, get up early, uh, read the papers, uh, go for a walk three or four miles, uh, come back and go to work. Zoom, conference calls, emails, uh, writing projects that I have, minutes or, you know, plans. Um, lunch, have the same lunch every day. Toast, carrots, asparagus, and yogurt. I've had the same lunch every day for now nine weeks. <laughs> it makes it so much easier. You know, I'm disappointed. There's not more detail in that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like knowing you, you would count grape the amount jelly. of how many asparagus. Yeah, sometimes I do vary. Sometimes I have strawberry jam, and sometimes I have grape jam. <laughs> so that, that's my out of the box thinking right there. <laughs> and then afternoon same Zoom work um, till time for the second walk. We're doing two a days on walking. Yeah, that's great. Um, Nikki and I, are, I think we're. we're as you know, I was used to be really fit when I was younger, and we're we're back to being pretty fit. Uh, and then dinner can be anything: soup, baked potatoes, uh, not not much. Finished up with French silk pie from the Hen House. Shameless plug for the Hen House pie. Is that Tippins? They're Tippins. Tippins pie. pie. Yeah. Tippins French silk pie. Oh, good stuff. Yep. And then in the evening, uh, Royals or movie. And love old movies. Watched um, Citizen Kane. Um, watched the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Obviously, watched um, Force Gump. <laughs> so that and that's our that's our day. And then rinse and repeat. Right here in Prairie Village. <laughs> and I have a great office inside. I don't know if Blair saw it when he yeah. was in there, but I have a great yeah, office and a great desk. And my desk used to be Nikki's uh, dad's uh, law office desk. And he was, uh, I put this on Facebook, but a, a client made it for him at, with the uh, top of it is a bowling lane. And a craftsman made it into a desk, and so that, it's in our house, and uh, that's my desk. And I have a great perch in, in window, that's, that's the office right there, so I can watch people walk and jog by. And uh, a couple of days a week, uh, two boys like ages, they're young, like four and six. I see them circling the driveway in their bicycles. <laughs> so I, I, I really have a very nice working situation that I wish I never had, but we're certainly getting by. Does it feel funny to you when we, when I'm saying we like Blair's in on this, but when we call this college football playoff headquarters? <laughs> that feels funny. <laughs> yeah, it's just our house. It's our house. <laughs> it's just a house in Prairie Village. <laughs> but it remains the nerve center, sort of, or something? Oh. Yeah, and isn't it funny when you talk to people that you don't know where they are? A lot of people I talk to when I do interviews, and I, I probably do six to ten interviews a week probably. Oh, wow. well, they don't know where I am. They don't care. <laughs> <laughs> how much, how much, I know you, you, there is no alternate plans, but how much of the, day or the work week is spent discussing or thinking about alternate plans? Surprisingly little. Um, 
because what you could what you might plan this week is going to be different next week and so it, it's just not it's not a productive use of time in, in making detailed alternative alternate alternative plans um, I think the best example of that is yesterday was the 13th so four months ago on the 13th we were watching LSU and Clemson in the Superdome and no one had any idea in that stadium in the country I would think of what life would be like on May 13 and any more and think about how much we've learned since since then and so that's a reason not to make plans because they you don't have to you have to throw them out the window as things change and and at some point a decision will be made about when to start the season and you know then then we'll get after it on figuring out what happens with the postseason but it's just not efficient not productive to to make plans that you're going to have to not use I think it's been along these lines it's been written and, and you've um, made a point of saying that there's, there's no scenario or certainly hasn't been discussed about if, if the season is compressed what effect might it have on a possible expanded playoff but that's not been discussed or at least as of the NBC story I think I saw yeah you know you read that coaches say contracted season obviously we read the same things you do that people are saying but None of them know, <laughs> and and they're the experts. Um, Clay Helton, who I love, was talking about the season, and David Shaw. Well, they had a, they must have had a, a they have a series of co- of coaches conference calls this week. Uh, yeah, well, those are two guys where I think who I really respect and love, and they and they're saying you know maybe this, maybe that, but but even they don't know. And and I saw Mark Emmert's statement that it won't be the NCAA that decides about the season. Um, but the, the, the right people will decide, led by medical people. The conferences all have medical people that they're in touch with and, and obviously in touch with their governors. So they'll, they'll, they'll decide, and, and leader, our leaders are really going to step up on this. I'm confident in that. Let me go back to something because I, obviously I let myself think about what could happen. You know, I can't sit here and tell you that I don't think about it. That, that wouldn't be true. Um, but as far as planning for it, you, can, you just can't. In, in that way, though, isn't there a, um, there's a bit of, with the NFL and, and college football with fall sports, there's a bit of fortunate timing here that you do have. You have time to, to think or to consider ideas. Yeah. Um, we have time that basketball never had. And so, yeah, I have time to think about on my walk. Well, I wonder, what about this? What if this happens? But as far as doing anything about it, no. Um, it's, a ro- it's a roller coaster. And some news makes you, you're at the top of the roller coaster when you see some news. Like when I watched the NFL draft, and I thought that was awesome. And, um, you know, when I saw the NFL schedule, that was the top of the roller coaster, but there's things that send you down to the bottom. I guess it gets back to the blizzard. It's you're not going to be at the bottom forever. It's a little bit like grief. Uh, it's with you, but 
It's a roller coaster. This is a roller coaster. <laughs> well, should we think about it? This had all happened two months earlier. Uh, LSU, the Chiefs, it wouldn't have, may not have been, you know, put them. Yeah. What if seasons had to abruptly end? Football seasons had to abruptly end in the middle of playoffs. So. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. I mean, there's no no good time, but in foot for football, there there are a lot worse times. Yeah. <laughs> that this could have happened. Yeah. Um, and really, it was it was just fascinating to be in Argentina and, and getting snippets of the news in much the same way that you were at the arena, but but different and how unthinkable it was to be there and actually at that point trying to think about can we get home or not. Yeah, I wonder if can you, can you revisit that a little. We were talking casually about it, but I wonder just the idea this was a bucket list trip and um, didn't, didn't go off as you might have hoped. Yeah, I'll tell you that the, that the story was bucket list. Antarctica is out there and you can go there on a cruise and we were on an echo, echo trip ecological scientific trip of 90 people and as we left DFW to fly to Buenos Aires and then then spend a couple of days there and then go down to the cruise um, we got a story on our cell phone that said they may be quarantining people in Argentina we went to the American Airlines uh, information counter and a person there said uh, uh, a supervisor there said it's fake news it isn't true there won't be quarantines go ahead and go so this is Tuesday or Wednesday. Anyway, we got on the plane and flew down there and got there and found out that it was real news. So just we're lucky enough to get a plane two days before the last American Airlines flight left Buenos Aires to come home. But we really let ourselves enjoy Buenos Aires and, and there's a this waterfall there, Iquazu, I don't know how to spell it, falls. But a famous waterfalls. We flew up there and saw that, and went to a <laughs> went to a tango show, and went to Ava uh, uh, Peron's crypt. So we got a nice little visit to Buenos Aires. So whenever we go back after this is over to Argentina, we don't have to stop in Buenos Aires again. <laughs> but we felt very lucky to be back to get back home, and there were lots of Americans in, in our situation at the airport. Trying to get, trying to get on their planes. And it was interesting too. I, in certain ways, you seem to be picking up the news basically as fast as we were here. <laughs> it, That's amazing. But yeah, but, but it was all such unpredictable, unstable stuff in such a brief period yeah. of time. I just remember that that amazement bar was lower at the time, and how amazed we were that the Big Twelve was going to have a tournament with no fans. And what a, what a astounding! And then. Wasn't long after that that we heard there was no tournament, and then that there was no NCAA tournament. This was going to be my 42nd Final Four in a row, 42. Um, but the streak is still intact, and, and I'll, I'll get number 42 next year. Yeah, uh, it just it'll just mean when I'm 90, I'll be going to my, you know, 62nd instead of 63rd. <laughs> well. And meanwhile, you were, I don't know what kind of streak you were on with the Big 8 or Big 12 tournaments, but it must have been some kind of streak. Yeah, we, we, I, well, I, have missed, I didn't have a streak. I, I missed okay. a couple. We, okay. went to, uh, we went to Aruba one year. That was the first one I missed since I went to my first one in 79. But streaks are 
made to be broken. <laughs> <laughs> We're lucky to have technology the way we have it. I've that's, thought about that. That's a great point. Imagine really 1995, good. no internet, no nothing like this. Yeah, even 10, 10 years ago. Yeah. Certainly 15 years ago. Right. I don't know what I don't know what y'all would be doing. I don't know what I'd be doing. Uh, it's, it's a really good point. Um, but our like everybody else, our office is closed, so we are, we're all working out of our homes. And our staff is everywhere from Nevada to, as I said, Nevada to Michigan to East Coast. I can't remember where she is. Um, there is a reopen concept for the office that you've been going through? We, are, we have been talking about a reopening concept, uh, talking to other people who are thinking about reopening. And and under and you can write this if you want to, but understanding that there will be people who don't want to go back, who who are frightened to go back, and you have to you have to honor that. Um, and, and as I said, you can write this too if you need to. But I, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised by how efficient and effective and productive we are working from home. And I've read about companies that are other companies that are realizing that. Right. And saying, "Hey, we may not, we may not ever have these thousand people back in our office. Maybe we can, maybe we can deal with 500." Of course, that affects the guy that runs the deli in the ground floor of the office building. Absolutely, does. Right. Um, we're, we're in an, we're in a high rise, 17 store, 15 floors in, in Irving, right. and our building manager said five percent of our building people are working in the office hmm. now. So one, one staff member goes from our place, goes to pick up the mail. Uh, I asked a staff member two days ago to go down and go. She was going to pick up something. I said, would you go start my car? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to drive it, but just start it. It's, it's been there nine weeks sitting still in the garage. So she happily called back to say it started and it seems to be fine. <laughs> You've got to keep up with the uh, the COVID laws and three states, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Missouri, Kansas, and yeah. Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And air travel is, I feel so bad for the airline industry and the people. I, I don't know how that, what that's going to look like on the other side. I don't know either. Are they going to take out the middle seats? Um, are they going to lose that, that revenue? Mm -hmm. and, you know, one thing we're thinking about is stadiums. Um, where even where our games are is is if it continues is social distancing in the st in, in the stadiums and do you sell only every other row do you sell only every other seat in every other row what is your what is your capacity and we talked about loading again we're a long way from making a decision about this but how do, do you load a stadium do you do you have section 101 and all those people you tell them you, you, your entry is at noon. Your entry is from noon to 1215. Uh, and then section 102, your, your entry is from, entry time is 1215 to 1230 or whatever. And then after the game, do you empty the stadium like you might at a funeral service or something where, where the front row goes first and then the second row? And all, you know, those things are all kind of percolating out there as you, as you think about things, but you can't, you just can't plan. Because you don't know. Wow, that's quite an image. Yeah, and and is there is there media access? Probably, maybe not. Is there? Um, I mean, 
is there a media buffet? Is there media food? Let's whoa, whoa, cut so to the chase. Let's not get hysterical. <laughs> Let's cut to the chase. Let's keep our priorities. Is there media food? <laughs> but there's a lot of things that you can you can ask about and think about, but you can't you cannot make any decisions. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our production staff of Derek Donovan, Savannah Smith, Randy Mason, Beth Welsh, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Fickett. Tip of the cap to Vahe Gregorian and to Bill and Nikki Hancock, who served as gracious hosts to Vahe and me. Links to the stories we discussed can be found in the show notes. Hey, earlier in the episode, you heard me talking about the Sports Pass offer. It still stands. It's a good one. 30 bucks for a year's worth of sports coverage. Come on, that's, that's a great deal. But here's an even better offer. Buy the entire Kansas City Star product, sports, news, features, commentary, and analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus extra sports coverage. How much extra sports coverage? Well, today there were 28 additional pages of sports from across the nation in a sports extra section. The details can be found at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. That's account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. All help is greatly appreciated, and whether it's the Sports Pass or the full subscription, you're supporting our news coverage and helping deliver products like Sports BKC. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another podcast. Yeah.